this is Kendra. I'm Olivia. And Josh. And you're listening to Our Music Oddcast. Today, we are going to talk about something that's actually pretty current and happening right now. Um, go ahead and take it away, Olivia. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about Keon Harold, who is a, a jazz musician, trumpet player, and what happened to his son on December 26th. So, first, Keon Harold is an American Grammy-winning trumpet player, composer, and producer. He was born in Ferguson, Missouri, and was one of 16 children. His family prioritized music and community across generations. His grandfather was a retired police officer that founded a local youth drum and bugle corps. Um, both of Keon's parents were pastors, and all of his siblings are performing singers or musicians today. He has listed Miles Davis, Prince, Dr. Dre, Jay Dilla, and Common as influences. He moved to New York at the age of 18 to attend the new school. After he performed with Charles Tolliver as part of his big band for a 2006 studio album called Love and a live recording called Emperor March in live at called Emperor March live at the Blue Note in 2007. He released his first solo album in 2009 and had already made a name for himself in New York, New York jazz clubs. He played on albums for Jay-Z, Beyonce, Maxwell, Mary J. Blige, Joss Stone, Gregory Porter, Mac Miller, 50 Cent, and many more. He toured with Cirque du Soleil, their Michael Jackson, um, The Immortal Tour that ran from 2011 to 2014. He provided all of the trumpet playing for Don Cheadle's Miles Davis biopic called Miles Ahead in 2015. The film won a Grammy for Best Compilation Soundtrack, and he played trumpet with Common in 2016 for his Tiny Desk performance at the White House for the NPR series. His second album, The Magician, was released in 2017, and in 2020, he contributed to Bilal's live series recordings for his EP, Voyage. And um, this was all created remotely during the pandemic lockdown, and proceeds went to suffering for financial hardships for musicians during the pandemic. Dude, like, can we just talk for a second? Like, listen to that freaking list. Of I know. Yeah. That was incredible. That, yeah, oh, yeah. In, like, a short time, he's already, you know, worked with the best mu Everything musicians out there. Yeah. yeah like, won a Grammy. Crap. That is quite the uh, accomplishment. Yeah. Okay, so the I incident... will be popular. I know. <laughs> it's all work stuff. Nobody likes me. <laughs> <laughs> so the incident happened on December 26th. Keon Harold and his 14-year-old son, Keon Jr., stepped into the lobby of the Arlo Hotel on their way to go have brunch. And these videos are all online that I'm going to talk about, so you can go watch them for yourself. Soon after they, you know, walked through the lobby, they were confronted by 22-year-old Mia Ponsetto and the hotel manager. Ponsetto is telling the manager that young Keon has her phone and is telling the man that the phone is hers because she recognizes the case. And Keon's, Keon um, Sr. reassures his son that he doesn't have to explain anything to her and then asks, you know, are you kidding me? Because it's... It seems like they were totally blindsided by this woman and the manager walking up as they're just trying to walk out of the hotel. Right. And it seems like they're handling it 
very well. And he says, do you think there's only one iPhone made in the world? The whole time, <laughs> Ponsetto is getting closer to Kian and his son, Kian Jr., and pointing her finger at them, and she wants them to show her Kian Jr.'s phone so they can prove that it's not her iPhone. And his dad, Kian Sr., says, no, go get a life, and tells her to use the Find My iPhone. The it, Find My iPhone app or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, the app on her phone. She says that she has it turned off on her phone, and he repeatedly tells the pair that they can't take Kian Jr.'s phone. The hotel manager then asserts that he's the manager of the hotel, and Kian Sr. says, I don't care, this is my son. He then points out that they just saw him and his son come down the stairs out of the elevator. The hotel manager says that he's trying to help and that Kian Sr. explains that he isn't helping and he's actually being very disrespectful. Kian Sr. is trying to explain to them why their actions are wrong and Ponsetto and the manager just aren't getting it. Kian says, my son has nothing to do with her. Ponsetto is screaming at the Heralds. To show her the she proof. She like being incredibly aggressive, too. Yeah. Yeah, from the start. Yeah. And, you know... It was, like... She, like, marched up to them, was, like, putting her hands on this 14-year-old child. Like, ooh, I was heated when I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, then she says, he's not leaving. Show me the proof. And Kian Sr. says, are you kidding me? You better get on. You know, just trying to get her to leave them alone. Because the, the manager is, you know, approaching them and he has a laptop in his hands. I'm not really sure why, but they're like crowding them and trying to prevent them from leaving the hotel. The hotel manager then calls security on the heralds in an attempt to stop them from leaving. Ponsetto steps even closer to the heralds. Kian Sr. once again reminds her to get on and he's like kept his cool way longer than probably like I would have or, you know, most people that I know. And she pushes herself in front of them and screams that she's not going to let them get away with her phone while Kian Sr. is asking if this is because she sees two black people. She then lunges at Kian Jr. And Kian Sr. tries to block her and she falls over during the attempt. And he even apologizes to her when she falls over. She gets up, screams that she can't let them have her phone, and lunges at Keon Jr. again. And finally, Keon Sr. sternly says, listen, get your hands off my son. The video ends there, but the surveillance footage then picks up and shows her attacking Keon Jr., charging at him while he tries to avoid her attack. She wraps her arms around the boy and almost throws him into the glass doors and then tackles him to the ground. While Keon Sr. tries to separate the two and protect his son, she scratched him. And the whole thing is just really gross to watch. I, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> completely it's sad, unnecessary. You know, social. Yeah. I remember, thing. you know, seeing this before they'd identified the woman, you know, the day that it happened and thinking, you know, kind of what a psycho this person's attacking a kid that she doesn't even know actually has her stuff. Like, I, I don't even think if I saw someone actually take something of mine that I would confront them like that, especially Maybe I would not that aggressively. No, I would never can. I would never attack a kid. I, just, I wouldn't attack a person. There's like a gray area for me where I don't understand why she thought the kid took it. Right. Cause they, right. they get off the elevator. They walk through the, the lobby. Cause the How kid was never like physically close to her. How did he get her phone or why did she even think that? And why was she? she it's, obvious, it's obvious because like, they, he said it, you know, it's like, 
she picks out like the one black teenager there. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, and I mean, maybe it wasn't racially motivated. Maybe it's just him being a teenager. But like, we've had an entire year watching all of these Karens be reckless and do all of this horrible stuff and being, you know, held accountable for their actions. Yeah, and I don't. And a lot of the Karen videos <laughs> are racially motivated. So I guess they I'm just are. assuming that hers was too. And that might not be a fair assumption, but, oh, just my blood boils with people with the audacity to treat other humans like that. Right. I remember one where this kid is just delivering for like Grubhub or DoorDash. Join the club. And he had, and this woman won't let him in the building. She won't even let him up to push the button to get in. And he has all the, the right information and even tells her and she won't let him near the door because she assumes that he's up to no good. And it's, it's like this really nice kid. And you know that she probably just picked him out because he was black and which I can't say for (laughs) sure, but it seems in the video, I don't know, Kendra, did you see that one? uh, I've seen so many on TikTok. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He like takes the time to repeatedly explain to her and he's trying to contact the person who put in the order so they can tell her and she won't even let him do that. And he's trying to just do his job. And you know, Josh, you, you, you know, do delivery for DoorDash and Grubhub. How much does that fuck up your day when you're trying to make a delivery and you like, if, if something would delay your delivery, then like that can mess up like you getting money. Yeah. Time is money out there. Like 10 minutes could, is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And this Anytime kid, I have to contact support for any issue or I have to contact the customer, it's not good. Yeah. And this kid keeps his cool the whole time, which yeah. I don't think I would, but yeah. Anyway, so by December 29th, the family, the Heralds, along with their lawyer, Ben Crump, started a petition to get charges filed against Ponsetto for, you know, attacking their son. Or whatever, yes. Yeah. Well, he's help. a minor. I mean, yes. I mean, even if he wasn't, you don't just like manhandle somebody or no, try to. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> they held a press conference on 12, um, 30, 2020 in front of city hall. The petition had already, or Why the petition need a press conference. I don't understand. I guess kind of to tell their side of what happened because nothing was being done at this point. There were no charges against the woman. It was just, you know, something that happened at this point and she was walking around freely. And I I think that... I feel like they could just go to the police with the video and be like, look, this girl, we have evidence of this I don't know if at that point they'd already tried that. Yeah. If they'd already communicated with the police and nothing was happening. I don't know. But, you know, they held this press conference and then by January 4th, their petition received, it hit the 100,000 signers. 100,000 YouTube views. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's what got assigned. But on 12:31, they finally identified the woman because at this point they didn't know who she was. It was just a random right, lady right. from a hotel. And she was arrested then on January 7th. On oh. G- Yeah. <laughs> and that we'll talk about that too. But on January 7th, Kian Sr. released an op-ed for USA Today about racial profiling and racial bias. And you can get that link from his Instagram page or you can just find it on the, you know, the USA or the, what's it called? Um, USA Today website. Just curious, um, didn't New York like pass some legislation too after that lady called the cops on the guy for bird watching because she wouldn't leash her dog or something? I think you're right. (laughs) Yeah, that was a horrible one too. I wonder if that that falls into that you know it might 
Yeah. Yeah, that was awful too because in that video, this guy's just sitting on a bench feeding birds. He's a bird watcher. And this woman who had repeatedly had her dog in the park breaking rules, it was unleashed and it was, you know, kind of running around wildly. She gets mad at the guy because he gives her dog a treat. And then she calls the police on him and says that she's being attacked by a black man. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. That's just outright lying. It was. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) it was crazy because luckily like the guy kept his cool the whole time and the police officers that arrived on the scene, you know, handled it really well. They didn't try to arrest the guy and they actually saw the whole thing through before, you know, they assuming didn't cough that him, throw him on the happened. ground and like step on his neck immediately, right? <laughs> right? That, that, that's how it so, usually goes. Yeah, so luckily that one ended up okay, and she, you know, it was found out that she put in a false police report. But luckily, the guy was smart enough to get it all on on video too. That's if he did, I don't thing. know. Like, what would happen? I know right? that's what's so scary. Yeah. Yeah, so since Ponsetto has been charged with attempted robbery, grand larceny, endangering the welfare of a child, attempted assault, which I don't know how it's attempted. She did assault him. She has prior arrests, two DUIs, and one for public intox. And I think from what I saw online, this all happened in 2020. She actually got her second arrest for a DUI while still on probation from the first. Dang. Yeah. Quite a rap sheet. A little unhinged. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, or she just doesn't... I mean, you can see from interviews with the woman and just how she's reacted since this all happened, I mean, even just the video where it happened, that she's extremely immature and she just doesn't seem to think that she should have any consequences for her actions. There's an interview with her, with... Um, Mia Ponsetto and Gail King for CBS and her lawyer Sharon Gatton. And <laughs> during I watched that video, and oh my gosh, the yeah. girl was just absolutely like she she Vomit. was trying to defend herself, but there was nothing. To, like it was just a mess. The interview was a mess. Yeah, it was a mess. Yeah, she cuts off Gail. You know, mid-sentence when she brings up that she accused a boy who never had her phone. And she, it's funny because she still is accusing Keon Jr. saying, you know, maybe it wasn't him. And then she questions how her phone miraculously appeared after she had stepped out of the hotel and then stepped back in. And she's kind of insinuating that the Herald's specifically Keon Jr., did have her phone and just gave it back to the hotel, and then they were all, like, trying to cover it up. I don't know. It's it's really weird when she says that. Yeah, and I definitely, like, still firmly believes that he had her phone. Yeah, and it's funny to watch her lawyer at many times during the interview because, you know, when she, like, puts her hand up and stops gail from talking you can see the lawyer look over at her and i think she's saying stop it because she's like oh my gosh like what i'm watching this unfold and there's nothing i can do it's too late (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah she said also that the heralds didn't seem to be too bothered by the attack because they still ate food afterwards which is (laughs) strange oh just yeah she says that they weren't bothered by and she never says that she like attacked or 
you know, assaulted this kid, she just says that she accused him. So she's saying that they weren't bothered by her accusation and that she, because they enjoyed a nice meal. I don't know. It, it was yeah. just strange. If it wasn't a nice meal, then it would have like been okay. It wasn't like a big deal and that she wasn't like totally traumatizing a 14 year old. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what kills me. And she's like, and I, her response too, she's like, well, I'm only 22 and I've lived. I mean, we've probably lived right. about lived the, same the same amount of amount. life. It's like, bitch, right. you're 22. He is 14. You were almost double his age. Like, what are you talking about? Right. So after, you know, <laughs> after the age of 14, you can get a license. You can, you know, you're old enough to vote. Then you can eventually, you know, you you can have adult relationships. You can, I mean, not that you can't before that, but usually you, you know, start having adult relationships at that point. And then, um, she, you know, you can start drinking at 21. So she's trying to say that they're at the same level somehow, even though she's, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, lived many years past the age of 14. Yeah, and it's funny because her lawyer talks about how, you know, part of the reason this happened is because she was a woman alone in New York and she was scared and that she, you know, this was, she was cut off from everything because she didn't have her contact, she didn't have her email, access to Wi-Fi. And the funny thing was, like, she left the hotel to go to Starbucks. So she obviously wasn't, and she got an, an Uber to do this. So she wasn't too afraid to, you know, be a woman alone in New York before that, but suddenly mm -hmm. now, you know, she is. And, you know, when they try to ask her how she felt after seeing the video footage of herself, she, you know, shuts Gail down again and says that she already explained that. And she says that because she's Puerto Rican, a woman of color, because she's part Italian, Greek, Puerto Rican, that it can't be racism. It, it, her actions weren't racist because she's a woman of color. And Gail challenges her statement saying, you know, just because you're Puerto Rican, you can still be racist. Yeah. Well, I mean, if People she was, color if she was black, do you think she would have asked her that question? Um, mm. I think anybody that assaults a kid is going to get questioned on why they attacked a kid. And then like, well, yes, yes. But like, would she have brought up the race thing? Like she well, did. I mean, if it and then she's like, "Well, you can't like, be black. You can't assault. be racist because so you're I, black." I think she said that. Question. Like, I don't know. Well, I think if it if it was a black person against a black person, I don't think that race would have been an issue then because that's what I'm saying. Like, but it, but do you get what I'm saying? That like, if you're the same race, you're not going to say that it's because of racism. I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, I if, if she was I white, they definitely would have brought up the race thing like immediately. Well, it, it does seem like it plays a role here. I, I could be yeah. wrong. That's just I'm my just personal opinion. I'm just asking. I don't know. Yeah. 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 And as, a, as a white woman, um, I just sit back like, and try to listen and learn because I don't... Yeah. I don't know. But from a lot of the things that I've been seeing recently, I mean, it just... It seems like it... I If somebody perceives that it's racially motivated, I'm just going to listen to the people... Who have you know suffered racism yeah. and yeah. listen to them? So I agree with that. Yeah, I do think that I also need to mention that she's wearing a hat that says "Daddy" the whole time during the interview. Did yeah. you guys have any comments <laughs> about that? I, I wasn't even looking at that, but you're right. <laughs> I don't know I the whole thing. Like she just hilarious. looks like the next like cash me outside person or oh, whatever that is. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? It's just like that's what it felt like. Just like these obnoxious young There's women. There's going to be like memes about it if there aren't already. I don't know. Just obnoxious. Catch me outside, yo. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, you know, Gail tries to ask her what she would do differently, and she says that she would have just, you know, gone to the manager to handle the situation. And then, you know, it's like as soon as you think that she's starting to act human in any any time in the interview, then she quickly says that um, she and Keon Sr. should have both handled it differently because she was saying that they both shouldn't have raised their voices at each other. And when you watch the video, he doesn't really raise his voice until the very end when he's, like, telling her to get off of his son. The rest of the time, he's just responding to what's happening psycho yeah and i think he kept his cool they were just minding their own damn business going outside and crazy comes up and just starts berating them and it was it was a mess like it was there's no way that she like she's solely the reason that all of that happened like her pretending like him not raising her voice like she was already about ready to assault that child when he raised his voice like what the hell yeah she'd already at that point (laughs) or she had already physically put her hands on his kid like and she you know stopped them from leaving the hotel like that that's weird enough on its own she's you know holding the kid like not allowing the kid to leave like that's that's just super weird. I mean, back to my whole point about the gray area. Like, why was she so convinced that this kid... I know. Because if you're about to throw a kid through a window, like, you're pretty convinced. You're not just like, well, maybe he's got it. She said... I mean, she might just in be interviews, completely Well, her, actually, her lawyer said in interviews that she would have stopped anyone at that point that walks through the lobby, which doesn't really make sense. Like, why would you think because someone, I want it, I, I do want a good explanation too. So if an too. old lady had walked down, she would have thrown an old lady up They said They said that. Baby. They said, like, if, if it would have, you know, any I person guess. that, which, yeah, I mean, everybody believe what they want. I have my opinion. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I can't say for, for certain. Yeah, her lawyer, I guess, had to confront her during the interview and they had to edit this part out because she was being, you know, as we all saw from it, really ridiculous. And she, you know, they do keep this part in where she's saying that the the situation is much bigger than what Mia is appreciating and saying that she sees it as a very simple act. And she continues, you know, like I said, to offer the excuses that she was a 21 or 22 year old woman alone in New York and that she was worried about her flight information and her contacts on her phone. I want to know why she was in the hotel because from what I've seen online, she wasn't actually a guest there. Keon and his son were, they were there for a three week stay while he's doing work. And I don't know, I've never seen why she, why she was in there exactly, you know, when she realized that her phone was missing, was she, you know, sitting somewhere in the lobby and that's why she thought that maybe he walked by and grabbed it. There's nothing to explain this part of it online. So when, and if this actually goes to trial, hopefully we get a little bit more of that information. Or maybe she just flew off the handle, noticing that her phone was gone and just started you know, freaking people. out on anybody that she yeah, did. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't have know. enough information. I just find it too convenient that it, like she went after the first black teenager that she saw. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I agree. And then when it's brought up how the phone was actually returned by an Uber driver... She, Mia, says that her phone was actually returned to her by the hotel, and it was by the hotel receptionist, and she 
it's pretty much seen that the, the Uber part of the story isn't true, even though her lawyer was the one that first said that the phone was returned by an Uber driver. So The girl brings up a good point. She's like, ask the, the hotel desk clerk. Like, where? Yeah. interview that person. Where did they get the phone? Yeah, it's just funny because her lawyer's the one that released the information about how yeah. it was returned by an Uber driver. So... I just want to know, don't what know why that changed. I don't. I know. <laughs> but like we we saw what the assault or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But I want to know what you know what actually happened and what led up to that. Why someone was so aggressive? Yeah, Gail points out that you know Ponsetto seemed to have no remorse, no contrition, and that she's also almost flippant about the situation. And she you know brings up that the the kid was traumatized by the situation, and she jumps right in and says, "I'm traumatized." And, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, it's so hard to watch. And then she says, finally, you know, from the bottom of her heart, she's sorry. And then that's, you know, that's when she brings up the part about they're pretty much the same age and that she has lived just the same amount of life She as acts him. like she's 14. I don't... I don't like, think the saddest part about that whole thing is, like, you can tell that the only part that, like, she nailed of the... um apology that was planned i'm sure for that interview yeah was like literally just the first sentence and then yeah. all the rest of it was just trash yeah. it's like obviously she wasn't sincere about that apology either because no. she's still being defensive yeah she then gets mad during the interview and she's saying that she's you know she's not going to answer any more questions and then she just wants a real heartfelt interview with sincere apologies and she says let 2020 be the moment of healing and gail gives her the floor she you know kind of hands it over to her and says you know what do you want to say and <laughs> she says that she's sincerely sorry to the family and to the dad and son for coming off as racist that it wasn't what she intended and then it stops but yeah it it's just hard to take any of that seriously when she keeps well, you know, not accepting responsibility. Like contrary to that. It's like, obviously she doesn't give a shit. She's not sorry. Right. Yeah. And the question, and she doesn't take like any repercussions for her actions seriously. If she's no. like, keeps on doing dumb shit. Well, I mean, with like, the, like got a DUI suggest. while having a DUI, it just like doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't care. And then a public intox at another hotel. Whatever, yeah. So some sort of incident at a hotel. Again, she's just hanging out in hotels, like throwing people around. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah, the family, the Harold family. Um, so Keon Senior and Keon's mother, Kat Rodriguez, who's also a musician. She is a saxophone player. Kat Rodriguez, and, with a name like that, you have to be a musician. I know, and she's a singer for Beyonce. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, they saw that interview and they were asking them what they thought and they said that you know that it didn't seem like a very sincere apology and that it shows you know her sense of entitlement and lack of character which i i believe and yeah. that you know throughout the situation her behavior has been tragically consistent which also agree with and yeah. you know, the mother in that situation mentions why this has been hard on her son since it happened. And he, you know, can't get, at, you know, around this time, he can't get on his phone without something about it coming up. And it had to be embarrassing. You know, you're attacked yeah. by a woman, you're a 14 year old boy and you kind of want to be invisible at that point. You don't really totally. want people to bother you or to stand out. And <laughs> that was completely surprised by this woman and that he did ask his parents why she singled him out and why she thought that he did it. <laughs> and, you know, they do believe that, it was because he's a black boy. I think so too. Yeah. And the thing that I keep thinking about 
is, you know, when like you're at a park or someplace where you see a kid do something bad, like usually the first thing that if you can in the situation, if there's a parent around, you you go to the parent and you say like, oh, your kid's throwing mud at this kid or, you know, something happened. And she didn't even value Kian Sr. enough as like the, the parent or the father figure in the situation to accept his answer when he says, no, you're not going to look at my son's phone because he hasn't done anything. He has no reason to show you his phone. Like they don't know if he's, if she's trying to steal the phone and say like, Oh, this guy, this random kid has a phone, but it's, um, has my phone, but it's really, you know, when she's trying to steal, they don't know what, what's happening there. I, right. I don't think that they needed to show proof that it wasn't her phone because there was no proof showing that they'd done anything wrong. But yeah, just the fact that she didn't take him seriously as a parent, I think that also kind of shows possibly some racism there too. I could be mm-hmm. wrong about that, but that's just my opinion. So yeah. after <laughs> that, that's how I was perceiving things as well. Yeah. After the interview, they also tried to get the reaction of Mia or yeah, Mia Panzetto's lawyer, Sharon Gatan. And <laughs> she, she said, I started to question her well-being, and I'm genuinely concerned for her mental health at this point. I told her to stop. I was adamant and I was stern. She was making me feel uncomfortable and everyone else feel uncomfortable. And it was enough. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's bad when even the lawyers talking about how uncomfortable she was made in the situation. It's just, it's just always a shit show with this girl. On January 7th, when police finally arrested Ponsetto in California, she verbally and physically fights the arresting officers. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. While the officers trying to handcuff and detain her, He has to take her to the ground to get her to stop. She's arguing that he's detaining her for no reason. And her mom rushes up behind the officer screaming, no, my daughter. And the officer tells Ponsetto's mother to get back repeatedly while Ponsetto is threatening a lawsuit. Another officer jumps in to help and has to physically push the mom back repeatedly because she just keeps charging them. And while the officers are handcuffing Ponsetto, her mother, you know, she just is screaming in the background <laughs> and, you know, keeps trying to get into the situation and saying that her daughter didn't do anything wrong. Mia is rolling around on the ground screaming and isn't allowing the, the officers to handcuff her. They repeatedly <laughs> tell her to relax. She then tries to halfway get up and says that she didn't do shit. The officers are trying to get her to stay down while she fights repeatedly. And she says that they're, you know, just using their manpower against her. And she says something about the one officer's wife. And it almost sounds like something about your wife in the trunk. But I, could, I couldn't understand what she <laughs> says. Sure. Um, <laughs> they start walking her out to the car. And the mom charges at them again. And <laughs> she has to be stopped while Mia's screaming, what did I do? And her mom is just yelling why over and over again. It's Why? Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> um, they you know they're they're being very nice and just asking this woman to step back yeah and then she's on the ground and she won't allow them to put her in the car and you see her shoes laying on the ground because she'd kicked them off at some point and she's screaming at the cops telling them that they're a joke and that there are gang members out there killing people right now and that they're arresting a girl 
She screams, please, I'd rather stay, and says that she has the right to talk to her mother. And the officer says, no, you don't. (laughs) Please, I'd rather stay. Yeah, they repeatedly tell her to stop. She then demands the officer's name, which is funny because the first thing that I saw about this whole story was, you know, Soho Karen attacks a attacks kid in a hotel and then like yeah. the typical thing that a Karen does is you know she asks the name of someone so she can go to the manager yeah. and she's like asking for this officer's name so she can you know turn him in and, and get him in trouble right, right. and she's it ends with a her small screaming lawsuit coming on you know why am I under arrest I wouldn't be surprised if this lady does anything you know yeah. if she tries to counter sue right. the heralds for some reason or you know tries to sue the cops um it's and wild. I don't damages. think anything will surprise me with her. Yeah. Like, she yeah. obviously already has the audacity. Yeah. And it sounds like the mom might be crazy too and it's going to be like, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's get a lawyer and sue everybody. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know, you wonder how she ended up that way. I yeah. think that I probably... I don't know her mom. I shouldn't say anything. No, I her but either, I mean, her so. behavior in the video was ridiculous. You know, continuously charging at police officers when they're just trying to... I mean, all yeah. you have to do is sit back, let them arrest her quietly, right. and then go down Call to the, the police station. You're, not, yeah. you're under arrest. You're they already have charged. a lawyer. Yeah, and it's not like they put a hood over her head and shoved her into the back of a car. Waterboarded her, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. it just seems like this just keeps getting not better but just more and more keeps happening in the situation well, I think it's to keep better. it interesting it's entertaining. yeah i feel sorry <laughs> for the family because it doesn't seem like they're enjoying the drama at all out of the situation but they just want the right thing to be done they held a second press conference on january 11th 2021 at city hall to stand united against racial profiling since the incident Kian Sr., Kat Rodriguez, and lawyer Ben Crump and The Color of Change have started a new petition to hold the Arlo Hotel and owners Quandrum Hospitality accountable for their role in the situation. Because I and I actually agree with this, yeah. even though it was an employee acting out. We don't know, you know, what they train their employees to do, but something they you know, maybe they should have trained them better. They should have they put out an apology and I'll read it really quick. The day after it happened, and it says, We're deeply disheartened about the recent incident of baseless accusation, prejudice, and assault against an innocent guest of the Arlo Hotel. In investigating the incident further, we've learned the manager on duty promptly called the police regarding the woman's conduct, and that hotel security intervened to prevent further violence. Still, more could have been done to de-escalate the dispute. No Arlo guest or any person should be subject to this kind of behavior. We want to apologize to Mr. Harold and his son for this inexcusable experience and have reached out to them directly to express our sincere regret and to offer help in dealing with this traumatic event. We are committed to making sure this never happens again at any of our hotels. And I don't know, it's it's easy to put an apology out on, you know, out in the news. I think that you know, maybe they should talk about their plans on how to make sure that this doesn't happen again. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like they're doing enough. And they, they seem to minimize their employee's behavior during the situation, how he is demanding that the boy hands over his phone, how he's 
stopping them from leaving the hotel and how he calls security on the heralds, not the girl at first. Maybe he did after she tackled the kid to the ground, but first he's getting security involved so they don't leave the hotel. And that's unacceptable. Absolutely. And this second petition that you know they put up, it at this point has only received 26,000 signatures of the 100,000 that they're trying to get. And we're going to put a link in our profile and we're going to, oh, there's also a link that you can access from Kian Harold's Instagram page. And if you look up color change, I guarantee you could find the petition there, but we're going to make it easy for you to find this. You can also text Keon, K-E-Y-O-N, to 55156. That's K-E-Y-O-N to 55156 to get access to the petition as well. There was a peaceful protest organized by the family and their lawyer, Ben Crump, on Saturday, January 16th at four of the 11 hotels owned by Quandrum. And they this was held at their New York, Chicago, and two in Florida. So they, you know, they want to make sure that this doesn't happen again and want, yeah. you know, like I said, the How hotel. How dare you assault someone with money? <laughs> to be I'm held. Show you what happens. No, it's not assaulting <laughs> someone with money. It's assaulting a child. Oh, I know, I know. But like the family had money, so they could actually make stuff happen. Whereas a lot of people, it's like, they, what are they going to do? Like, uh, you know, in that like, how many that times does something case. similar happen where it's like nobody could do anything about it? Where there's, nobody you know, maybe contacts. not a parent yeah. there and not somebody to jump in right away. Yeah, and that's one of the things that Kian Senior says that you know, there's so many situations that happen where a parent isn't present or somebody isn't present to stop the kid from being like harassed by police or a person or. Yeah, someone at a hotel yeah and he's saying it's you know this is why we need to make sure that we do better so this doesn't happen right yeah hopefully this will set yeah. some kind of like precedent or yeah you can you know reference this and be like look this needs to stop yeah I completely agree and one other thing that Kian Senior said you know he was injured during the whole struggle with the woman and he you know, at one point he's trying to, she's like charging at the kid and he's trying to block her and she falls down to the ground. And he said that, you know, that black men, and I do agree with this, that they have to play a perfect game every day. If they do anything, like if he would have like, you know, pushed her down to the ground or held her down in any way, he probably oh, would have God. been arrested, yeah. you know, and just trying to protect his kid and stop her from attacking him. But I do, you know, I see his point there and, it shouldn't have to be that way where someone that's completely innocent walking through a hotel has to worry about their conduct when their child is being attacked by someone or, you know, just a person walking down the street that's accused of something with absolutely no proof. Or, you know, like we talked about the guy that's just sitting in a park minding his own business when this lady isn't following rules. Like we need to make sure that this stops now. Yeah. In my opinion. I definitely agree. I mean, it's ridiculous. And the fact that this is just one of so many Just this year. Season, but, like, also, I feel <laughs> yeah. like it's getting the attention it deserves because he is a well-known musician. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, and I hate that that's why it's getting this much attention. But I'm also glad that, like, you know, hopefully other court systems and other... Um, people will see this as like a learning experience yeah. um, on how to handle this type of situation 
because it's fucked up and no one needs to worry about their kid eating tackled by some crazy lady. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> they no, don't. Like, fuck that. Like, it's, it needs to stop. Like, and it's just, like, how many, how many weren't filmed? You know, like, it's, right. it's insane. So well, that, and even after she attacks the person and puts out, like, a half-assed apology, she's still trying okay. to insinuate that there was something shady done on their part when she's saying, you know, that maybe or that her phone miraculously showed back up and she's kind of insinuating that they still took her phone and she also even says that she thinks at one point that they're lying about the kid's age which is super weird oh yeah she's like okay i mean like she definitely didn't believe that the kid was 14 he looks like a 14 year old kid if you see him unpack that i don't want to unpack that i know i know not that it would i mean what if he would have been a 14 year old that was six feet tall it doesn't matter like you still can't attack a kid right i don't know ridiculous yeah it really is but this at some point is going to go to trial she's going to go to trial first for her second dui charge and who knows what's going to happen there but it will be interesting to see how this all plays out in the future if this is going to go to court if she's going to try to settle before or you know what else is is she going to give any more interviews that Hope, also makes hopefully. me question, like, was she was she wasted during this altercation? Right. I don't know. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> she put a little something in her Starbucks. Not being drunk, yeah. so. Yeah. Irish up that and drunk Starbucks in hotels. a little bit. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, maybe she had some, you know, some liquor with her brunch before. That's right. right. Mimosas. Mimosas yeah. and cantaloupes for brunch. <laughs> Never heard of mimosas and cantaloupes. Is well, that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I have is heard it? now a new thing that you can try is you get, because a mimosa is champagne and orange juice, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. I heard the thing is to try it with lemonade or like lemon or lime juice. I heard that's really good. Oh, you like you add lemon or lime to the mimosa? No, you don't put orange juice in at all and you just put lime or lemon juice, lime juice or lemonade. And instead, it's supposed to be really good. I could see lemonade, but lime juice would be like, or like lemon juice would be real. Maybe if you're just like, I just assumed in that situation it'd be like a splash. Okay, (laughs) I could be wrong. I'm thinking like a fifty-fifty. Yeah, (laughs) lime juice. Yeah, that would be kind of hard to. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, man. Smoking Tide Pods and drinking sparkling lemonade with some champagne. That sounds delicious. I know. Maybe we'll try that when we record next time. Count me out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next, like whenever we can uh, do these face to face again. <laughs> I know, which we're hoping really soon. It seems like in our county that it's starting to go down a little bit, yeah. at least. I'm so start there's a press hope. conference, a petition you can sign to get Kendra back. I know. I want Kendra in back. Person on in the person. podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's we'll been interesting to trying to record over the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, you know, completely you know not related to this we did want to let you guys all know that we do have t-shirts finally and we're going to put them up online and we have some other merch that is going to be available yeah really cool we worked with 
local company, United States of Indiana. They, you should check out their site. They have all kinds of fun t-shirts or, you know, you can get your own design made. Oh, is it Fort Wayne company? No, it's not Fort Wayne. It's Indianapolis, but oh, okay. it's been one of my favorites. We actually... I was going to say, we, sh- like, we should have just picked it up instead of having them ship it here. <laughs> they got it here in like a day. Well, yeah. I paid on, I think it was Thursday, late in the afternoon, because there was like... I was having some trouble with the invoice, but it wasn't on their end. It was on my end. Um, but then we, you know, already had the t-shirts delivered by Saturday, which was extremely fast, but found out about the company years back. I think we either saw them at Broad Ripple Music or at that Christmas show that you played at Locals Only. They had these like fun. I have a bunch of their shirts, actually. Me too. Yeah. I'm usually wearing one of their t-shirts or sweatshirts. Um, mm-hmm. Cool thing is they use like nice quality t-shirts so sometimes you get shirts made and they they feel like sandpaper or that they just don't stretch or or wear well and these are like nice soft t-shirts they wear well they look great Yeah, these are good i'm super pumped but yeah check out their website to see some of their fun stuff too because they have some schitt's creek inspired stuff they have parks and rec all kinds of really just like entertaining stuff that you can you can get and even just like some indiana stuff that i have an indiana mask that that i wear but bunch of really cool designs. Heck yeah. Yeah. And we also have a new design out by local artist and musician, Jared Andrews, that has, it's just a, an alternate logo, which is really fun that has, you know, a lizard person that you guys will put up so you can check it out as well. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I think, that's, that. I think that's enough of the business. <laughs> Kendra, do you have anything that you want to talk about? Um, no, I think, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same here. We covered it. Well, I hope everybody stays safe and stays home. And uh, yeah. Yeah. All the things. Be safe, guys. Yeah. And have, you know, wonderful rest of the weekend if it's still a weekend for you. If not, you know, happy start of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Happy whenever you're listening to this. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Catch me outside. (laughs) Toodaloo.